The Cambridgeshire Midweek Football Show on Cambridge 105 Radio with the Cambridgeshire Football Association, promoting football at all levels across the city and South Cambridgeshire. Let's talk Histon now. Then they're involved in a nil draw against Durham Town last night. However, it was a pretty good point given the circumstances. Buster Haradine joins us on the line now. Evening, Buster. Good evening, you're right. Yeah, very well, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good. good. As I was just saying, a nil-nil draw last night against Durham Town, but given you had to hang on for a large portion of the game with ten men as Lee Smith was sent off, it must feel like a bit more than just a point. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, definitely after the game. It's definitely felt more than a point the way that um, we battled the second half. I think uh, Lee Smith, he got sent off about the 40th minute, so he had like... Uh, well, a lot of extra time in the second half as well. So it's nearly an hour where we played with 10 men. Um, I don't think we tested their keeper at all second half, but just the way we defended as a, a team and a unit uh, was great. We've been working on it in training, so it's paid off. And yeah, like you said, you've got to go to these places and uh, dig in deep and yeah, take the point and we're very happy with it. And given Durham were one of those sides as well, Buster, who were also trying to get into those playoff positions, it must have showed once again that despite being your first year in the division, having come up from the Eastern Counties Premier last year, you're more than capable of competing against those playoff chasing sides. Yes, uh, of course. When when all of us are on it, we're a div- very difficult team to, to break down. It's just if, if even if one or two players are off that pace, that's when we see to like struggle. Once we're all singing off the same hymn sheet, we we are a very tough team to beat. And also showed that classic Histon grit, determination and camaraderie that we talk about so much. What is it What is it that, that means that Histon are able to, to really come through these games and these tough occasions and, ba- and come through and also bouncing back from a, a number of defeats throughout the season as well? There's been occasionally where you've, you've heavy defeats against the likes of Tilbury and Romford, but generally managed to bounce back all the time as well. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't put my finger on why. I just think we're all local lads. We're all local to, to Cambridge. Um, I know a, a couple of the people supporters who go into uh, who go to Histon to work in Tesco. So going into Tesco's after a heavy <laughs> defeat, they soon tell you, and it is quite embarrassing. So, but yeah. But, uh, but once we win, they, they obviously have a bit more of a chat to you. Uh, um, but yeah, it's just having that local localness as a group. We're all good friends off the pitch and all that. We all have good sociable outings. So I think that just means something that we all just do it for one another and for the club. Clearly, must head off to the self-service checkouts when you lose. You don't get the uh, your ear chewed off by a Histon fan on the teal. Sounds yeah. a, a good <laughs> idea, Buster. And, and actually, we just had Steve Gorfrop on talking about Cambridge City and and perhaps the reason for their struggles this season is down to the fact they don't have many local players. And there's been a number of players who just went there or have been there for the money, and they just don't have that same togetherness that the Histon have. Do you think that is really important at this level of football to try and get as many local guys in the squad as possible? Oh, of course. When I was, um, yeah, I won't say too much about the city thing. He's got his ideas and <laughs> whatever, but it definitely is a massive boost for Histon. I think that shows with the performances and that that you are there. Like I said, it's, you've got to walk the streets of Cambridge the next day, and people will 
not talk to you if you lose and they would want to talk to you if you win. So it is a bit of a pride thing for yourself, but also for the for the fans as well. It means a lot to them as well. They're paying a lot of money to come watch you. They don't want you to just turn up and get paid. They want you to go out and perform for the badge. Well, Lee Smith is now suspended, Buster, as we've said. Bury this weekend. How much of a, yeah. a blow is it then losing a player like that? Because he's just come back from injury as well. So to, yeah. to get him back in the side and then and then to lose him again. Oh, he's a very big player for us. Like he's very influential in the the change rooms. Um, he's played conference with Histon, I think he has, and he so he's been about the level. So he knows the game inside out, and he's just a cool head to have when you're um rather than last night. <laughs> uh, he's a cool head to have on the pitch when things are aren't going well. He talks through all the young youngsters how to do it and everything. So, but yeah, he'll be a big miss. However, we've got we've got a good enough squad, even though it's a small squad, to um, to fill in fill in for him. And I said, Berry Town this weekend, Coggleshall the the week after. You just defeated Berry three 0 earlier on in the season. A, a real shock result, Buster. They were going pretty good guns at the time. I think they were top of the league at the time as well. They'll be coming out surely trying to get a bit of revenge. So they'll be well up for it. How do you see the match panning out? Uh, so yeah, we've beaten them twice this season, once in the FA Cup and once in the league. So I know it'll be a very tough game. And like you said, they've been struggling a bit. I think they got a last minute winner last Saturday. But um, if we play to our strengths, I, I, I don't think the yeah, I don't think we will lose. But it's like saying, it's just all have to be at that level and. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can get the win. No Ed Rolf last night in the in the squad buster. Has he picked up a knock, picked up an injury? Yeah, he came off last Saturday with a hamstring injury, so hopefully it's not too bad and hopefully he'll be back with us on Saturday. I was say that this the top goal scorer for the Stutes this season as well, but equally a number of other players like last season have chipped in with the goals. Dan Brown is up there as well, Danny Gould getting a, a few as well. So you have players who can score goals in his place. Yes, we, well, apart from myself, I think everyone scored. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, we, we're we confident in our own ability to get goals in certain areas. And, um, yeah, Rolfie was a big miss last night. But, um, like you said, we've got players who can score. You've got um, Danny and uh, Dan Brown, who are, are very capable in front of goal. And even Max York. He's, he always <laughs> pops up with a goal whenever he can. He always does. He can't keep out the out the headlines no. and the goal scoring charts, can Max. And lastly, Buster, in terms of the the league table, as I said, eighth at the minute, thirty five points to your name and three points off those playoff places. It's a bit of a tricky one to judge though currently because there's a number of sides who haven't played as many games of you as you have. But is the ambition clearly playoffs? Clearly that top five. Yeah, I think we've still got to go for that top five you've got otherwise especially this time of season otherwise you can just otherwise you've got nothing to play for and then you suddenly start to slip down the league I think we've got enough points to stay up um, but yeah if you've got nothing you don't set your sights on anything yeah it's a slippery slope down this league so <laughs> we'll keep pushing until it's impossible to do anymore well all the best for this weekend against Barry Buster thanks very much for joining us cheers thank you very much thank you Buster cheers Buster Haradine there, Histon midfielder talking last night's nil draw with Durham and previewing a little bit about their match against Berry this weekend. They're going really 
good guns, aren't they, Histon now? Yeah, absolutely. I think the work that Lance has done to bring the clubs together since he came in, especially after, what was it, three or four consecutive relegations at one point, um, has been really commendable. And I think that it's exactly what they needed as well, was a club man coming in who was very much focused on the club. Yep, the results coming with it is a fantastic bonus, but people needed to be able to buy back into the philosophy of Histon Football Club, the locality of Histon Football Club and Histon Football Club being very much a part of its community. And I think they've got that back now. They get quite a number of fans there every week as well. Uh, they've got a real core base of supporters who love the players, like they say. They get a bit miffed with them in Tesco when they're not doing so well. <laughs> but, you know, the core group of fans is really still there. And Histon, you know, a great local club with great history. So really, really well done to them for picking up the results and keeping on pushing up. Yeah, looking at the gates this season as well, two seven one on the weekend, which is fantastic. Really, a number of times a season they've they've etched into the two hundred mark for for home matches, and of course the the biggie was the Boxing Day clash against Cambridge City, which brought in uh, five hundred plus um, to the glass. Well, how high do you reckon Histon can go? How far can Lance take them? Obviously, you know, let's not get carried away. They've come up from the Eastern Counties Prem, but they're on the edge of the the Eastern North Playoffs at the minute. And who knows where they could go? Absolutely, I think it's a. I think really, the 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 furthest Lance could take them is probably up another division, and that's not anything against Lance. I just think any further, you'd have to look at other people coming in, maybe a bit a bit more of a sporting structure to get you up into the higher echelons of the non-league. Um, and money's always it, and, and money is always a big factor mm. as well. And you, and you know that's a big big factor for Histon as well because we don't want the situation where unfortunately finances are being mishandled and various other things come along with that and I think every Histon supporter wants them to go up in the right way and go up with all the correct things in place so they can be sustainable in maybe in the conference one day again but uh, we'll just see we'll see how they go you know they're doing well at the moment I think every Histon fan will take where they are at the moment and then push on they certainly will. This weekend they take on Berry Town in the league. As we said, Berry they defeat them at three 0 race, sit fourth in the division at the minute. I guess the one thing, the one thing that will slightly concern Lance is is the number forty seven, the number of goals they conceded this season. It's the fourth worst in the division for a side who had a, a number of clean sheets last year. It's just that step up as provide a bit more of a different challenge for them absolutely yeah but I th- but I think the big thing in there is the defeats that we've spoken about in terms of losing to Romford 5-1 away from home losing to uh, AFC Sudbury 5-0 away from home as well it's those big blips there aren't little blips in there and it's those big blips and um Fantastic. They've only come in 90-minute bursts, which is brilliant. A whole 90 minutes has been awful when not <laughs> 20 minutes of five consecutive games, which loses you the games. Uh, so I think Lance will be concerned about the number of goals conceded, but I don't think he'll be losing any sleep over it because they've got a fantastic back four, uh, a fantastic captain in Max York at the back, and uh, also a fantastic young goalkeeper in Sam Roach as well. Yeah, looking at their website, Histons, they put their winning games in green and the times when they don't win, either draw or lose, in uh, just put it in black. And it is, it's like one of those sort of lollies you used to get that mix between green and other colour. They yeah. just inter, inter, intertwine the green and the black because they have, inconsistency has been a real, what's well, say issue, but they wouldn't mind being eighth in the table. A number of times, like Niall said, they've lost heavily, but always bounced back straight away. The Cambridgeshire Midweek Football Show on Cambridge 105 Radio with the Cambridgeshire Football Association promoting football at all levels across the city and South Cambridgeshire.
We're talking Cambridge United next then, and they're looking for a, a new boss, if you haven't heard already. You must have been living under a rock. Now, the man at the top of the betting to replace Colin Coldwood is Simon Rusk. He's been the head coach at Brighton under 23s. Mark Bonner is next on the betting. Ian Everett, John Taylor, Kevin Nolan, Paul Tisdale are the next to follow. Now, who do you fancy? Who do you want? Personally, um, I would go for Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. If you've got the money, go for Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. He's a proven winner, both as a player and as a manager. He's got but he got Burton out of League Two before. Uh, he did well with Northampton Town in League Two at one point as well. You go for winners if you want to win in any league, and you go for winners if you want to progress as well. Um, and I, I think you'd be the right man. Uh, he is at thirty-three to one uh, with your uh, with your uh, betting companies. That's Bet Victor. Other betting companies are available, um, but. Uh, yeah, uh, personally, I go for Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank out of all of the ones I've seen so far. Max Rushton isn't a bad <laughs> shout. Isn't a bad shout as director of football, maybe, uh, just to assist Dano with the various administra- administrative uh. duties, maybe assistant director or something along those lines. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, um, <laughs> Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, for me, it, 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 I don't think anybody on that on that list for me even comes close because you've, you've, you've got to look at the other ones and think is that realistic and the likes of Neil Warnock no hmm. Nathan Jones isn't realistic now because Nathan Jones won't, won't want to drop back down to League 2 hmm. and Nathan Jones won't want to manage Cambridge United because of his affiliation with Luton Town uh, that's my opinion anyway uh, John Taylor no because uh, he was at, use, at the use before don't ever go back to where you were before uh, Richard Bunny's on the list no again don't ever come back go back to where you were before um, Richard's a fantastic lovely man and it's an interesting story where I actually um, spent the best part of 90 minutes uh, having a chat with his wife oh. um, after the promotion win back in 2014 uh, lovely people Fantastic man, Richard, uh, but I think even he will say that Cambridge United need a different man to take them in a different direction at this point. It's not just because of the structure at the club necessarily. It's not because of the manager. It's not because of the backroom setup. It's the style as well. You know, the, for me, there's been no clear identity to the way Cambridge United mm-hmm. play in their football. You need a manager to come in and stamp a clear identity on it. When I watched Burton, uh, when Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was manager there, when he took them up, they played with a clear identity. They played three-five-two, and they played some fantastic football as well. I think that's it, what you get brilliant. with someone like Paul Tisdale as well. The interesting oh, reason makes, yeah. why Simon Rusk, I think, is there. Obviously, there's clearly links and reports linking him, but also one of the reasons perhaps why they'll be looking at him, sorry, is because of his the fact he's been with Brighton under-23s, and Graham Daniels came out um, a week, a month or so ago now, I think December, January time, saying that the youths want to develop young players, and, and going for an under-23s boss is probably a, a similar line to that, but it makes you wonder why appoint Colin Coldwood in the first place. Go Why, why appoint an experienced pro? Because if you went for Simon Russ, that couldn't be further away from a Colin Coldwood. It just seems... Really bizarre to me that they've gone in such a, a different direction. Many people are calling for a change in structure. Do you go along with that, Noel? Yeah, I would. I'd go along with... Uh, well, actually, well, it's really difficult, actually, for me to say this, uh, to say about a change in structure. Um, I was saying, yeah, I would, probably off the cuff, was a little bit, uh, is a little bit harsh, maybe, because I sp- I've thought about this question, whether I was going to get asked this question as I came in. Um I personally don't know Ben Strang at all. Uh, I've never come into contact with him, and from what I can understand, he does a fantastic job in the negotiation side for the football club and is a very good head um, head of football operations, as it were. Mm-hmm. 
Graham Daniels, um, on the other hand, has given his life to Cambridge United Football Club. And I, I won't have anybody turning around and saying that Graham Daniels is not what this football club needs. Graham Daniels needs to be at Cambridge United for what, in whatever capacity um, for as long as possible because he's a fantastic man with a fantastic football brain and he has a number of good contacts in the football um, in the footballer area as well. Um, but, but people would argue the structure hasn't worked. It's been three managers now over the last few years and you could argue Richard Money as well the fourth manager in that when they gave him a three year deal and then and then sacked him alright Graham Daniels and Ben Tran weren't there in, in the capacity at the time but since then they've had Sean Derry Joe Dunn and Colin Coldwood and, and it hasn't worked so I guess the, the, the point fans make is at, at what time do you stop saying it's the manager's fault and, and look further upwards yeah no and and I do, I do understand fans uh, the fans point and supporters um, grievances with it all um, for me, uh, Joe Dunn was the wrong appointment in the first place, and that's not being harsh to Joe, he's a fantastic man, but uh, Cambridge United needed to go in a different direction back then, and it hasn't happened. They, I thought it was a step up when they appointed Colin, uh, because of his connections to higher up in the game, former Tottenham player, um, former assistant to Steve Bruce at Aston Villa, all those, con- all those fantastic... Uh, lines that that brings with it as well in terms of connections up in the higher echelons of the game as well um, yeah I thought that was the right way and obviously it hasn't worked out for whatever reason maybe some people are better suited to a number two rather than number one you never know uh, but no you, uh, the fans are right in the sense that they need to get somebody better uh, more reputable but um, I can't sit here and say that the right thing to do is remove Ben Strang or remove Graham Daniels from their roles at the football club. OK. Well, it, it, I mean, it's, it's a, an interesting debate and one that will go long on, on into the night, but we'll talk futsal now, and they've got a chance to secure their playoff place in the National Futsal League Premiership North, and Jose Lima, the, the goalkeeper in between the sticks, joins us on the line now. Evening, Jose. Good evening, Ollie. How are you, mate? You good? I'm very well, thank you. Good, I'm sure you, you must be. A, a chance to, to move into the playoffs this week. And before we talk that, I've got a, a text in from regular contributor now, I can add to his name, Chris Horn, a.k.a. Hippie Hammer. He says, great local analysis, listening on my smart speaker whilst making my tea and waiting for Jose. We had 200 at our last home game. That's, of course, Cambridge United Futsal's last home game. So there you go. No more waiting, Chris. Jose is on the line. So, Jose, a chance this weekend to secure your playoff place. A win against Liverpool would pretty much confirm it. How exciting is that heading into the game? Uh, it is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a 400-mile uh, round trip. So, uh, You've got lots yeah, of time we, to do the calculations. <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if we win, we'll, we'll guarantee, a, a least, at the very least, a fourth-place finish. Uh, so that, that'll be nice to, to, to get. Um, Quite with with well, it'll be with four games to, to spare. Uh, but yeah, you know, can't can't take anything for granted. And we we just go in, play our usual, our usual game, and and yeah, hopefully get the three points. You must be looking forward to get back into it as well, because it's been a long while since you've last played. I think it was the twelfth of Jan, and am I right? Around about a month ago. So, how are the players feeling? Are they slightly rusty? Have you managed to train much in that time? Yeah, no, we we carry on training as usual. Um, but, but yeah, you, you, it's been uh, three weekends w- without a game, and, and you know, part part of that is, is our fault um, in a way because of the way we we book our games and our, especially our home games. We're fairly restricted when we can we can book them. So um, that, yeah, we 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 have to take 
the blame for that. But we've been training as normal. Uh, players are looking forward to each one. You know, you just want to play. You could play every weekend. You would, but obviously, you know, you can't do that. But, uh, but yeah, no, everyone's looking forward to it on, on Sunday. How difficult is it to get into a bit of a rhythm, Jose, when the fixtures are spread out like they, they look on the on the fixture cup? Uh, yeah, look, it's not it's not easy, but um, it's, it's pretty much always a, a little bit like that. I think last year was a little bit different. We we perhaps got a little bit more uh, into into the swing of things, and it was pretty much two weekends on, two weekends off. Um, the, the season is it is a little bit tricky because everything that you know I've spoken before about the the, the split in the in, in the different competitions, uh, and then because that was fairly late in the day, we we couldn't really get hold of. The, the the venues and the, the times we wanted to have the games and the days we had, we wanted to have the games so we had to make quite a few uh, adjustments to to the schedule um, and that's why we it's broken up even more uh, but now hopefully we you know if we progress into the the later rounds of the FA Cup as well we get a nice set of fixtures all the way until beginning of April a little bit of a break and well hopefully fingers crossed if we do win on Sunday uh, then we'll get into the playoffs in in mid May so yeah. Sounds very nice. Like we said, away to Liverpool. Do you know much about them this season? They're sort of on the cusp of the of the playoffs in fifth. So again, they they pretty much are the only real side you could possibly challenge you for a, a playoff spot. Yeah, well, so I I didn't play the the, the home fixture against them. I, I was away um, that that weekend, so I I missed that. I know they they travelled to us with a fairly young squad due to um, sickness and and quite a few injuries going on at the time. Uh, but they, they'll be hard to beat. They'll be hard to beat at home. I think it's like it's not like every team in the, uh, in the league. And there, there, there is a bit of a you know a home factor uh, um, in play in our league, and and that, that's good to see, right? That's that's kind of what you want. You don't want the the league to be too much uh, split, too split in terms of you know how good some of them are and 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 how not so good some of the others are. So that that'll be. Now, I, I think it'll be a tough game. I personally don't know an awful lot about them. I, mm. I haven't played Liverpool in years, so the thing will be completely different. <laughs> um, Am I right in saying as well, Joseph, just lastly, the, the playoff final, if United get there, is it once you win the Premiership North, do you then go up against the winners of the Premiership South? Uh, no, so there'll be quarterfinals. Uh, that'll be a home and away fixture. Uh, that'll be mid-May, and then uh, I think I think it's mid-May and then the last weekend of May. Then the weekend after will be a semi-final, just a one game, and then a final, just one game as well. So the first place, fourth, and 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 so on. And that's just to decide the Premiership North. You don't then mix them with the, the South sides. But so yeah, so, so first from the Premiership North will play fourth from the South. I see. I second, see. Second, third, and, and so on. See, so Cambridge United Futsal have the opportunity to be the the best futsal side in the country. Who knows? Jose, thank you very much, and all the best for this weekend against Liverpool. Cheers, thanks, Ali. Jose Lima there, Cambridge United Futsal keeper, the man in between the sticks. They got a chance this weekend to secure their playoff spot. They take on Liverpool. They're currently second in the league, the NFL Premiership North. A win will take them on to 24 points, meaning that fifth place Liverpool are not able to catch them, securing their top four place and into the playoffs against the North and South section combined. The Cambridgeshire Midweek Football Show on Cambridge 105 Radio with the Cambridgeshire Football Association promoting football at all levels across the city and South Cambridgeshire. Steve Gorfrop, the legend that is, joins us on the line. Evening, Steve. Evening, Ollie. How are you, mate? You good? 
Yeah, all good, thanks. Before we talk where City are at as a whole at the minute, because there seems to be a lot of talk on social media about the, the number of players they're signing, let's get in, uh, some info on the, on the, the latest recruits um, they brought into the club. Tom Wood and Danny Bones have, have joined Gorf. One of them, a goalkeeper backup for Dan George, who got sent off on the weekend and also picked up a little bit of a, a niggle by the Sands things as well. Tom Wood, a midfielder from St Ives. Ricky Maheineke, the St Ives boss, was certainly not happy with the way City made the approach for Tom Wood. It seems as though that they put in the seven-day approach and then signed him before the seven days ran out. So Ricky clearly wasn't happy. What do you make mm. of the the way City have gone about their, their business this season? It, it seems from speaking to you throughout the campaign that it's frustrated you as it has many of the fans. Yeah, it's, I, I think the frustration is the fact that, that the turnover is so so much and there's no settled side. And obviously, if you get into a, a rhythm of bringing players in, releasing players, bringing players in, then you can get dragged into the fact that you find a player and you just you just make sure you get him in. So you you perhaps cut corners and you then I don't know you then sort of get yourself in the same situation as those clubs who are just continually getting new players in they're not got a settled side and it, it can drag you down result wise and I think we've seen this year you know you turn up each game you've never seen this player play he, whether he does well or not you don't know if he's going to be there next week what is his reasons for playing for Cambridge City what are our reasons for signing him is it financially viable for us which is always the worry for me because I think Sawston is obviously where we want to, is the most important thing and we're not going to get promoted this year I'd be very surprised obviously so I think it's just stabilizing for me it would be getting a settled side and looking at the players we get in and thinking they'd be here next year and getting local players and I think if you can get local players their desire is more to play for City and you get a lot that goes with that you know if you get a few local players in you'll get their family come to watch you'll get and more interest, you, and you, you need to build a team spirit, which is very difficult to do by the changes we've had, and also the sort of players you're bringing in, because a lot of them are journeymen or are playing for the wrong reasons, as we've discussed before. So, extremely frustrating. I can see Robbie's point because he wants to get the best players in, but sometimes the best players are not the players that make you a better team, and that's where I see the frustration and, and the, the, the frustration from the fans coming at the moment. And City are in a bit no-man's land at the minute, Golf. They're 16th in the table. The season is petering out once again. It's happened um, for the last couple of seasons now since that sort of playoff run um, a few years ago. Do you think something needs to change at the club for, I guess, that resurrection to happen? I, th- I think we just need a bit of stability, and that that's um, on the pitch and off the pitch. Off, off the pitch, we've got some amazing people who are uh, doing so well because obviously we haven't got a ground. So the Sawston uh, in the future thing will be a massive thing for us. But until we get there, we need stability on the pitch and off the pitch. And on the pitch, I think we just need to build a side where every week you sort of know eight players um, and they just play the same, basically. And they, they know they're going to be playing and and you can see that they, they could be there next year, whether that's younger lads or whether that's a few experienced ones you bring in. But you actually sort of get an affinity with them. And I think it's just stabilising now for next season because obviously we won't be in Sawston next year. we potentially be in the same league, which is a really tough league. And, you know, you just want to have a settled side and be stable 
and for the next, you know, the rest of the season, you, you just want to have a bit of consistency, which we've we've lacked all season. And that, to me, is due to sort of obviously turn around of players because um, it's very hard, you know, if you just keep bringing players in. So, yeah, a, a just stabilising now and just getting a, um, a platform player-wise for next year. Well, as we've spoke about before, Gorf, the change in league at the start of the season really did scupper Robbie's plans. He built a side towards the back end of last season that he hoped would be able to compete in the Southern Central Division 1. And then, of course, the move to the Ismian North meant a lot of players didn't want to play amongst these sides and travel the distances that, that come with playing in this different division. So, fingers crossed, if City do stay in a similar division, we won't see as many players turn over next year. Cambridge 105 Radio. <laughs> 